the Streams Podcast. Cross the Streams Podcast. Kip and Kane. Season 4 is here. New content in all our favorite segments like Listen Up, Hometown Heroes, Useless Full Information, Calling Men In, and many more. The Ion Brothers are back, everybody. Cross the Streams podcast, Listen Up segment. Uh, we got Kane is with us, David Gunn, our usual Listen Up uh, contributor is with us. Uh, we are taping this, but on the Zoom side of things, David has a much better setup. Kane and I are in our back office rooms, and David's on a porch sipping. Was it sangria, you said? Sangria, oh definitely. Can't do like the beer, you know, that stuff's for peasants. That's <laughs> the game. <laughs> uh, that is nice. That is nice. So, we want to get in eventually to our topic we were going to join up and talk about, which will be the main part of the episode, will be dadding during Corona. Uh, but I wanted to lead off with a couple things first. Let me give you two, a hum- two stories from Starbucks. Okay, and then I want your re- I want your honest reactions from these because one, I need you to settle a debate between my wife and I, and two, it's a commentary on humanity, which the three of us love to text about. Okay, one, where do you two land on this phenomenon? So picture a Starbucks. All that's where I still go. I know it's a weakness. It's a vector of infection. I get it. I go, my daughter wipes down the Starbucks when they give it to us with a disinfectant Lysol wipe. We do what we do, okay? But it's got a drive through line only, obviously. But humans can walk in the drive through line now because you can't go in the lobby. I have no problem with this. However, the other day, there's nine cars in the drive through line. A human parks his car, gets out, and cuts to the front of the drive through <laughs> line. <laughs> Okay, and I have my family in the car with me, right? And I lose my shit in the car, right? Because I'm I'm an inside the car tough guy. And I'm just like, look at this motherfucker. What is he doing? This is ridiculous. And Kelly's telling me... Look at this. And Kelly's telling me that I should be okay with this. Like, just let him go. He cuts the line. We had a family debate about this. Leah and I were on one side. Kelly and Lincoln were on another. Xavier didn't give two shits. So we just moved on. But where do you two land on the etiquette of a not in a car cutter of all the line? First, I got to ask, what is the point of allowing people on foot to go through the drive? I don't, I don't get that. They can still keep business. Like, yeah, it's it's a thing here in Oregon. But why wouldn't they just be in their car? Because you're hurting the atmosphere. You know, <laughs> carbon emissions, David. Oh, are they trying to? Trying to lessen your carbon footprint. I guess, and it's like the the capital's really close to this location, so I think the people still working. It's like they're exercise. Okay. That's what I'm assuming, but that still doesn't give okay, you the right. We got that down. I don't give a yeah. shit if it's the governor. She can't cut me. She can't cut me. <laughs> I would have fussed. I would have fussed. Yeah. But I would have. I would have said something. You would roll down the window. I would if I was if he was the one that cut directly in front of me. I would have nudged him with my car. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gave him just a little bump, a little, a little, yes. a little tap, let him know I'm there. Like, hey, hey, you know, yeah. I would have said something. My wife would have got mad. Right, same. She would have been telling you to calm down. Yeah, she would be more to fuss in the car with me. She would be fussing with me, but yeah. then she would just like let it go. Let it go. I would have to say something. <laughs> gotcha. That type of shit drives me nuts. Yes. Oh, uh, there's no doubt. Kane John. 
Hey, that, that, unanimous across the board. <laughs> he gets the douchebag of the of the year award um, or the, of the day award. Yeah, uh, but it, it just to, it, the mentality of, of people to think that their life is that much more important than all the other nine cars in line. Can you imagine? Makes your time that much more important than everybody else's time. Now, what do you do? Are you are you literally out there saving lives yeah. during the COVID night? Because if that's the case, flash a badge that says, "Hey, I'm, I'm yeah. a nurse." Where your I'm, nurse scrubs? I'm trying. I'm, yeah. trying, I'm in my nurse scrubs. I'm trying to save lives. I don't have time. I'm, I got to get my coffee and get back to work because I'm saving lives. Right? Yes, I agree with that. I'm all, I'm all for that. Yes, if you, if you if you don't flash your ID to let me know that you're saving lives, you got more important. You're just a regular Joe. You're just a regular dude like everybody else in this line. Then you know what? Yeah, you're gonna get bumped with the bumper, right? You're gonna get, you're gonna get, <laughs> you're gonna get the, the the horn beat. You're gonna get the the people in the cars, or hopefully some a few people yelling at them through the, in the windows. And you deserve every one of that banter that you're getting. Uh, yeah. As far as as my uh, personal, uh, what I probably would have done in that scenario, I don't think I would have gone as far as David as far as bumping him with the, with the bumper. Uh, I like that. I, I don't think I would have gone that far. Because uh, I would have probably end up on Bobcat Nation or, or some yes. deal where all of a sudden MSU, MSU football coach gets an altercation, blah blah blah. Uh, but you know who probably would have the first person in, our, in my car in our car would have been my wife to roll down her window and, and throw some shade at him. See, I knew uh, Kelly that, was on the. I knew Kelly was in the so, minority on this bullshit. Yeah, I knew she I, was. I, that's one thing I really appreciate about my wife is that she is not afraid to, to let people know. She's going to stir the pot with you. Her, oh yeah, and her. her Disapproval of certain actions, certain things. Uh, she's a lot more um, quick. She's a quicker trigger than I am in that regard. Okay, now second. Okay, so Kane, you said the douchebag of the day award, and we have an explicit rating. So everybody out there, pump your brakes. We have a rating. That's what's going to happen. Dave is consuming while we're we're taping. It's just going to be what it is. Okay, it's a Friday in Atlanta. Every day. Every day. Of whatever I got every day drinking. There's nothing man. else to do. Are you on a streak right now? Are you on like a consecutive days of at least a beverage? Pretty much, and I never drink at the crib, like right. ever. Mm-hmm. But during uh, COVID nineteen, yeah, I gotta have a little glass every now and then. <laughs> and I've been working hard during COVID nineteen, man. I've been getting it in, working yard work, getting my backyard together, cleaning. I deserve a little sip. <laughs> Okay, so Kane, you said douchebag of the day. He's got a challenger, same Starbucks that just happened yes. today. Okay, there's two lines that converge into the one line at Starbucks. So there's etiquette like, okay, I'll let this human go, and then I come in from the left V, and the person comes in from behind me, right? Yeah. And I had a nice a couple in front of me today. It was my turn, and they did this. They did the nice little wave, like your turn. I gave them the thumbs up, buddy. And I went forward, and then they came in behind me, right? And then I hear a commotion. Kelly and I and Lee are the only ones in the car. We left the boys at home to fend for themselves. And we look in the back, and the uh, there's a guy in a Toyota trick-up truck that's behind them losing his mind on them because they let me in. And I'm not talking about honking his horn. I'm talking about got out of his Toyota trick-up and accosted them in their vehicle. Oh, he's about it. Right. Now, I want you to picture this man that looks like Santa Claus on vacation with gray hair, full beard. He's got a gun rack in his Toyota trick-up truck, so you know who he voted for. So I'm watching this. I'm furious for the family. They were in a Subaru. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. 
They got yeah. a baby in the back seat. The dad gets out of the car and he's like, I'm not about to have this Santa Claus. And they're like, they're definitely not six feet away from each other. No blows were thrown, but I was upset. I dry, I Here's what I did. I paid for the Subaru's drinks behind me. For, oh, right? Well, that was a good human move, right? Yeah. But I hope they didn't go, you know what, that's nice. Let's pay for the old guy behind. No, Santa should have been shamed. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Shame. <laughs> Ring that bell. We need a shame. We need a shame bell, man. We need a shame bell. Oh, on we this should thing. bring that back. You know, from like the old century when they used to do that. Yes. That's what we should just do to these people now. Just yes. Get the chance going. Yes. Can we just? I should have filmed him, right? I should have filmed him. Like this is ridiculous. We're all in it together. I thought that's the hashtag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the, that's well, the hashtag. I think you need to find a new Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, first off, that's step one. <laughs> Your Starbucks sounds really dangerous. But guys, they know my name. They go, I go to the Starbucks and I say, "What's up, it's Coach," and they give me my drink. That's the, they got me for life. Oh, I was so furious. I said to Kelly, "I said this is a hundred percent going on the pod today because this is flat out bullshit. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and Santa is out of his car." violating six feet to yell at a family that did nice things. What is going on with people? You can't accost a Subaru, man. No. You can't do that, man. It's just not right. They're just all around good people, man. They're right? Peeps, man. The Subaru. You, if you drive a Subaru, exactly. If you drive a Subaru, you get that probably that coexist. Yes. On the on the back, man. You, you know they got a golden retriever in the back. They got <laughs> exactly. a golden retriever. Oh, exactly. they got yes, they've got world peace stickers. Like I felt exactly. like it was our country right now. Like the red got out of his truck. Red and blue. Yeah. Red and blue. Freaking oh, Oregonian man. got out of his truck to come after us up front because we're just being nice. The Subaru let the minivan in. God. Oh man, uh, I was yeah, upset, no. fellas. It, but, it is. It's. It's just astounding to me that, that just the the selfish nature of certain people. And I think. It, and as we hit on this thing before, I, I just feel like that is actually truly human nature is to be selfish, uh -huh. and you have to learn how not to be. Hundred percent. And Co there's some people that just have not quite either grasped onto that concept or just not willing to, and their their lives are just so much more important than everyone else's. Have you guys and, been on that same tangent? Say, keep the selfish, King. David, have you guys done the grocery shopping? Have you gone in? Have you seen no, people? Dave, what did I'm you selfish see? selfish, and I put my wife out there. So <laughs> it's my, my, selfish, my selfish move every other day. <laughs> David, what did you witness? So I've, I've, had, I've, had to gone, I've had to go a few times. Part of it just to, to get out of the house. Yes. Right? Plus, uh, my wife is like working at the EOC so hmm. 15 hours a day. So. Yeah. I have to step out there every now and then, and, and, and I go in there, and I thought it was going to be much worse. Like, I, I thought I was going to have to be battle gear and, you know, avoiding zombies and all of that, you know. But the people were pretty um, – it wasn't nuts. It wasn't nuts. I mean, it was nuts from the fact that there was nothing on the shelves, but yeah, most yeah. people battling and fighting. Uh, I thought it was going to be like Black Friday or something. <laughs> but, uh, that part – that part wasn't bad. I didn't experience that. You know, I've heard a lot of stories, but I haven't seen it. What are you guys doing when you bring in the grocery bags? Are you doing any disinfectant? Are you just saying, you no. know what, this is a vector. We're going to deal with it. Kane? 
Yeah, so my wife's got me doing just spraying it down with the, the Clorox or spraying it down or wiping it down with Clorox wipes. And we keep it in our laundry room as we come in through our garage. We keep it in there for an extra how many minutes as, yeah. it, as the Clorox sets in, I guess. I don't yeah. know. We're, we're trying to uh, adhere to as many of the guidelines as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just the few times I have been out, I, I did go out a few times and, and it's it's eerie is what how i would describe it man it's just a weird feeling of just the, obviously the people in the mass and then the trying to keep the distance and just the it's a it's an eerie feeling right david what are you guys doing with the product when you bring it home nothing's really changed to tell you the truth i mean we're obviously wearing the mask going out got that i just rocked the bandana yeah um try to take it back like i'm in 97 98 <laughs> i love bandanas. it yes <laughs> um but other than that like even when my wife comes to the grocery store you know and, and she's all up on this and, and this one on we haven't necessarily changed that aspect as far as um like even wiping down bags or anything like that um you know obviously we just stepped up with the second we step in the door it's Grubbing hands, washing hands, don't touch yeah. your face. Obviously, all that stuff. Um, if you've been out out in the world at all, you know, you come back, don't touch your face, wash your hands first, disinfect all that. But, but yeah. as far as wiping down, like that type of stuff, it, 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 we haven't really gotten into that. To tell you the truth, exactly. like I've, I've been going to, I kid you not, I've been going to Home Depot damn near every single day uh, <laughs> to, to get something. Like seriously, I go there every day to get something and i haven't really you know got into wiping down the stuff that i bring home before i, I get into it just really more cautious about the hand washing right like yeah the yeah. something that has been affecting you day to day david and i know it's across the country i want to give you time to rant and inform us on the small business loan situation. So give everybody kind of just go ahead. I'll give you the floor because I know it's yeah, been a yeah. freaking pain in your ass and many, many across the country. So it, it, it's been tough. Obviously, I'm a small business owner. And so when all of this this started with, with the Corona, so what we did at Orange Theory Fitness, and I think, Kip, obviously you being a, a member there, you saw, and I think we even talked about it is, you know, before everything got shut down, we had done some of our social distancing mm -hmm. measures at our Orange Theory and limited the number of people in classes, so forth, so forth, stepped up our cleaning, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then everything got shut down. Uh, so we had to close. And then it was a decision as to what's next for your employees, right? That's kind of your first form of like, all right, how am I going to take care of my employees? You know, I only have 10 employees. So I made it decision to pay them out for two weeks because initially it was put out there from our our corporate office that we were going to be closed till the 31st of march mm -hmm. so we closed on the 17th i was like cool i'll pay them out for 14 days take care of them yeah uh you know with my wife obviously i was thinking she's like you're not going to be back open by the 31st right? <laughs> yes and it's uh, so then it's all right what do we do next right so then at that point everybody had started doing temporary layoffs right i didn't lay off yet because i was paying them i'd already committed to paying them out yeah uh so then they started rolling out all of these programs right so there's the ppp the payroll protection program uh basically 
uh, a loan for small businesses where you have the ability to get your entire loan forgiven um, if you meet certain requirements. Mm-hmm. So that that got passed, um, and I think it was like $359 billion, right, right. towards this PPP. So you had to obviously get a hold of your a lender, get your application in. So there was so much confusion. The frustrating part with that process with the PPP program, literally, I kid you not, would change almost hour by hour, not even day by day. Hmm. Hour by hour, it was something different. So some, trying some to new kind of criteria of sorts for for you to qualify. Criteria, yeah. guidelines, the application with the the actual application change. I can't tell you how many times. Jeez. So. I think it actually went live. Um, I don't even know what date where you could actually apply. Prior to that, you could do kind of a pre-application with your lender to kind of get in the queue. Because yeah. we all knew the money was going to be going really fast and really quick. So uh, then the day came where you could actually apply. But then they changed something literally at like 10 or 11 the night before. So it delayed everything with all of these banks and pushed everything yeah. back. And I know you had some conversation with with uh, Jensen on uh, about it. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I was listening to that, and I was just getting more and more frustrated. <laughs> I know he, he's heavily involved. In yeah. It. But all of the the big banks, like your Wells Fargo's, you at your U.S. Bank, so they kind of jumped on it, and I don't know if they got special treatment how much money they got allocated towards their bank but they were able to actually i think physically fund some of them Mm -hmm. everyone i've talked to and i've talked to probably at least 20 small business owners that all applied for this way back in mid-march mid to third week of march nobody's been funded nobody's been approved i still haven't been approved um and the money has just ran out right right? so that's what yeah so i don't even know if i'm earmarked right i have no idea where i'm at in the process because my lender says you know i had to reapply about three or four different times based upon the application process continually changing yeah uh, so i have no idea where the process is at but here's the other problem with the ppp is it sounds all dandy right all good and dandy that you're going to get your loan forgiven the stipulations they put on it is 75 percent has to be used toward payroll and the idea is if you get the loan, you get it funded, you have eight weeks from the time it's funded to use the funds, but 75% has to be towards your payroll. Now, if your business is closed, right, right, which most businesses are, and most businesses have no idea when they're reopening because it's all dependent upon when the government, because the governments haven't put any uh, set date. Right. So you'd have to hire all of your people back. At, say I got funded today. Yeah. I'd have to hire all my people back today right and i'd be having them work doing absolutely nothing right right but i'd have to hire them back today because i have to use 75 percent of that money within an eight-week standpoint for payroll and then the other 25 percent could be used toward my rent or business expenses right which would be fine and great but here's the problem there's no way i'm going to be able to utilize that money in that time frame because we're probably not going to open until at least mid-may june Right. So the eight weeks is going to run out. So then I'm stuck with a loan. Right. And even though it's only at a one percent loan, but it's a two year payback. Oh, shit. So you'd have to pay that back. Yeah. Quit. Right. So I'm more apt to 
probably not, even if I get approved for the CPP, probably not to take it now because I, unless over the next week or two, I get a reopen date. Right. Um, and just take, there's an opportunity to take employee retention or employee retention credit, tax credits instead. So I can basically get about almost the same amount of money that's guaranteed back in tax credits if I don't take the PPP. Oh my God. How did you, where did you decipher? Well, you mentioned how it changed constantly. So my first question is, how did you get the updates that, hey, the application or the website or the deadlines are changing? How did you, did you just have to manage that, finding that information yourself? Tip, so I can't tell you how many webinars I've been on, (laughs) how many countless, I I kid you not, that's what I've been doing is just, this is just from my own knowledge. I right. didn't know about any of this stuff, right? Right. So um, it's just I have my accountant or my accounting firm that I work with for my small business. So they were doing basic da- daily webinars just to inform their customers or just to inform anybody. Um, like if you're in the small business world, you just automatically get all these emails. Right, right. So there's a million webinars out there, and they're all kind of given the same information. But – Again, it changes every day. So that's how I was staying abreast of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then there's a thing called the EIDL loan, the EIDL loan. Um, it's the um, emergency something disaster loan. I forgot what the I stands for. So that loan is you're able to get, you know, quite a bit more money at a really good rate, three and a, I think 3.75%. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not... For, it's not a forgivable loan, but it's at a great rate. You can get a high dollar amount, yeah. but you get a $10,000 upfront grant. Oh. So even if you decide not to take the loan, you, get you basically the 10. are getting 10 right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. So they said with this, they said with this loan, they said any small business that applies, they will get the 10 grand within 48 hours of their application. What? And what is... I do not know one single person that has gotten that and we applied back right when this started in mid-march so there's not a single person that i know that has gotten the idol loan. and that's through the sba the small yeah. business administration i'm Correct. looking at economic injury disaster loan and so that's still a federal thing that's still that's still a shit show yeah it's it's it, it, it all is yeah you know even with the even with the unemployment right with yeah. Right. You know, so I termed all of my employees, right? My dog is going crazy here <laughs> eating my shoes. Um, <laughs> He's I termed, pissed off at the SBA. I temporarily, laid off, <laughs> I temporarily laid off all of my employees, right? So they talked about you have to file every single week, right? Their unemployment claim. You have to file every single week. And then they said from the first time that you file, Within 48 hours, each employee would get paid their unemployment. Within 48 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I filed the first time back in for week ending March 28th. Mm-hmm. My employees just got their first pay last week. Oh. Of their, yeah. It, I mean, it, again, I get it because there, it's been record number of unemployment. Right. I'm sure it's backlogged. There's only so many people working filing these claims. Mm-hmm. But the government that puts out this stuff, and obviously these people are relying on this money, right? Yeah. People that's not making a ton of money. Um, you know, I the, the good thing about it, though, I will put it out there, is the unemployment with the pay that they're getting, they're making more from the unemployment than 
most of them wouldn't. Well, you know, unless you lived in the Northeast, where obviously the pay is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like down here in, in the South, you know, there. I think the you know when you put in the the additional six hundred dollars a week they're getting their unemployment, it's up to at least three hundred and sixty five dollars a a week mm-hmm. plus the six hundred. So it, it's a nice yeah. unemployment check. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it just it, it's taken a long time to to get there. Right. I mean, it's been a shit show, like just with the government and with all of these loans. Right. And you know what's really frustrating is, you know, I stopped watching these White House press briefings, yep. but because it, it, it's just a disaster. But I was watching them at first, and they were bragging about how well yeah. the PPP program is going. Like that PPP pro- yep. program has been absolutely shit. Mm-hmm. It just has like. There's no other way to put it. Right. Now, hopefully it all comes through. Yeah. And it works out well. But with the amount of time, like most small, luckily I've been okay because my I was a little more liquid with my, my, my cash on hand. Yeah. But mm-hmm. most owners aren't, right? So they're right. dying. Like they need that cash immediately. Yeah. Small businesses are just dying right now they're like a lot of them aren't going to return they just can't recover and i'd imagine um i well you would know what is the percentage of of small business owners like yourself that are being proactive and searching the info like what if you didn't know half of what you just explained on the loan and the forgiveness and the percentage of it that had to go towards payroll like you know what i mean yeah so hopefully and and again hopefully it just i think that's really dependent upon the individual now yeah i would put that all on the small business owner if you're if you're worth a damn right and give a damn about your business mm-hmm. like you should be in the know like immediately you go search because you can find the info pretty easy yeah out there but most um most small business owners probably have an accountant yeah so the accountants you know this is what they do i mean there's like i'm getting webinars from all accounting firms like all over yeah. like, that I have nothing never been affiliated with. Yeah. Um, but then there's some like, uh, like, you know, I, I was having this conversation, like some big, small business owners do their own accounting, right? Oof, so then yeah. it, like, they may not know all the ins all and outs, the, exactly. but, but hopefully they've watched some of the news. They, you know, look at USA today or whatever it may be because it's all in the papers, right? This has been a pretty big deal. Right. What's going on? Kane, any follow-ups before we get to our first break? I appreciate, David, you sharing that because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are in a similar boat or are just ignorant to the process. And because of what you were talking about, some of those briefings, we're assuming, oh, yeah, these things are going to be fine. All these small businesses will be back and, you know, they got their PPP. No, no, and that's I think that's the summation of of those briefings when it's all said and done is, is they're painting a very rosy picture. Yeah, and as we just heard from David, it, this is this thing, this whole thing, this entire COVID nineteen thing is not a rosy picture. This thing has been a shit show from the jump, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a, a pretty common theme for every aspect of it as as you go down the line. And this uh, the 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 stimulus package or whatever it is that they have put out there is is not uh, it's not flying through and with as as has been painted as far as this picture of oh it's it's yeah it's it's perfect it's, it's not on the pony perfect. express it's delivery perfect. next it's like day the perfect, it's like the perfect call it's yeah. the perfect call it's the perfect stimulus package <laughs> exactly. and it's and the, the problem is is where who it is probably perfect for are those that really relatively don't need it yeah and that's that's the issue where you've got the, the big big business uh, as, as we saw when uh, last week when the unemployment 
numbers, the huge numbers came out and, and somehow the stock market was still going up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that in itself tells you exactly what's really going on, where it, the big money around this country is, is perfectly fine. And they're still able to go out there and do what they need to do and order the fucking trade stocks and the rest right. of us. Uh, whether we're uh, small business owners, whether we're uh, employed by, by small business owners or whatever it may be, our world isn't as, as rosy as, as their world right now. Right. And it's hard for, for some people to understand and get that. And that's uh, that's the issue. That's the problem is the disconnect between one facet of the, of the nation and the rest of the world. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll put it out there like this, too. I mean, and like uh, this stuff just frustrates me. I mean, like. You, you look at, too, with the, the stimulus check, right, that all Americans yeah. are going to get if you're under a certain dollar amount, right? Yeah. And, you know, what's really frustrating is you look on Twitter, and, and so these have started to hit, right? I even had a couple, uh, another friend group I'm in, or, or, or a group chat of friends, and they were getting hyped because they started to get their $1,200 check. <laughs> and I'm like, are you, I'm like slapping my head, like, are you kidding me? Like, you're, you're getting hyped over this? I was like, you know, that, that's great, like. This twelve hundred dollars isn't shit for the majority of people that right. have lost jobs. Like, no, are you right. kidding me? Like, we're 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 like supposed to be the top nation in the country, yeah, like, or in the world. You've got these other countries that are doing two thousand dollars a month or plus or more, right. three, four thousand dollars to support uh, their citizens. We're giving a one time twelve hundred dollars check, and you're getting hyped about right. it. And then these people are talking about they're going to go use their money toward ammo. Like, come on! Like, right. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I know. Another. That's why we'll bring you back for another podcast on a whole other topic. First break. We'll come right back. Cross the Streams podcast is available now via SoundCloud or the Apple Podcast app. And be sure to follow us across our social media platforms on Instagram at CTS Podcast, on Twitter and Facebook at Cross the underscore Stream. All right, we're back. Another glass. Yeah, we're back just in time. I finished the bottle, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I texted you guys this. uh, I didn't send you the questions, but we'll launch it. Uh, Kane and I on the podcast, we've done coaching, you know, during COVID-19. I had Carly and Jeff on uh, talking about some things on the masculinity side uh, during COVID-19. But I wanted you two in because we're all in different stages of raising children, so I titled it "Dadding During COVID Nineteen," and because I, I think you know it's it's there's so there's not a right answer, there's not a wrong answer, but I think it's something that dads probably don't discuss a lot amongst each other. Uh, I know in mind texting people out, you know, I'll say, "Hey, how you doing?" and I usually get a thumbs up back or a "Doing good, man." Doing good. And I'm sure people, that's like the default answer we're all supposed to say because there's people that have it or worse. Or I'm fucking drowning. Right? <laughs> yes. No one, no, not, we don't very, <laughs> we don't offer up our vulnerabilities very often. So let's start here. Kane, you can start. I've got my first question is what's a dad supposed to be providing right now? <laughs> right? What, what are we supposed to be doing as dad in our house? Take away our owner, our coach title hat, and it's just dad. What are we supposed to be doing? For me, I've been running interference with our, our oldest as much as I possibly can. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to occupy her. You're just wearing that salvo? I'm just trying to wear her out there. <laughs> we're running laps up and down the hallways. We're doing anything and all we can uh, to keep her away from my wife as my wife tries to, to tend to our, our youngest, uh, who needs a lot at this point. And, uh, and so that, that's been my okay. main 
purpose. I, I feel like entertainment this, this and thing. interference, and straight straight entertainment and interference for our oldest daughter. I love uh, it. Who's, who's at that age, man? Who she wants to do everything. Yeah, and wants to try new things, and 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 so the trick of being able to just sit her down somewhere, and that ain't happening no more, man. She, <laughs> she's, she won't sit still for more than two minutes. She's up and rolling and, and trying to do something else, man. So I'm. I'm trying to run as much interference and entertain as much as I possibly can. David, what's dad supposed to be doing? Uh, kind of similar to, to Kane, entertainer is probably the biggest one, right? Mm-hmm. Being, you know, I have a 9 and 11-year-old. So, you know, from the time the day starts, it, you know, because they get their, their, their digital online learning done like in an hour, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. What's the rest of the day we <laughs> So it's uh, it's entertaining them and finding things for them to do, right? You know, instead of you know sitting down and watching, you know, they're into full house reruns, and you know, I don't want them plucked in front of the TV. So you know, we exercise multiple times a day. So I'm a fitness coach, a trainer. Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got the whistle on while you're doing that? I love it. No, we're we're doing all kind of things, man. It's it's I'm a dog trainer, right? <laughs> a fairly new. A new puppy that is destroys destroying my entire house. So it's entertaining that dog wearing the dog out. That's so you're talking about wearing your oldest out, Kane. I gotta wear the dog. Out. <laughs> you guys want to know how many walks I take a day? Oh shit! I'm like that old old man. You're just out, Bob, going around the neighborhood probably two uh, times a day, walking this dog uh, just to get. Get her wore out. People are like, there goes but, David uh, again. What the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> the dog's tired. All the time, man. But, uh, you know, so that that's kind of what we do. Obviously, you know, helping the kids with their with their work when they need it. Luckily, both are pretty self-sufficient with their work and good students. But it's just, it's entertaining. The kids get bored, right? They don't have their friends to be able to play right. with too much. I got to get on the, they, they're asking to get on the trampoline all the time, you know, all this type of stuff. And watch their shows they're putting on. They're cooking, yeah. they're cooking for me, which is great. But then it's like, I got to clean everything up. And uh, so I'm housekeeper. Yeah. Big time housekeeper yeah. Right now. Big time. Leather hat. And I'm handyman. Handyman. Oh, handyman, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm a landscaper. I'm a landscaper. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Is that okay on the handyman thing? If for either one of you, handyman or landscaper, is that your choice? Do you feel like that's a good escape? Like I'll go do a project, and my brain will dive into that, or is that like uh, this hat? I got to do this. Like uh, you know, what I'm saying the difference. Like yeah, for for to me, it, it's definitely. I don't feel it as, as an escape at all. Um, I, I don't mind it. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's like an assignment that I'm yeah. told, and this is a hey. This needs to get done. This is part of your checklist that you need to get done as, uh-huh. as the guy in this house, as the provider and the uh, the uh, another hat that you've got to wear. Not only are you going to be the entertainer and, and the distractor, but you need to be this handyman because, uh, first off, my wife does, fails to read directions in anything that she does. And so if she tries to start a project, she'll just jump right into it without reading up on it or, or trying to figure out any way or form how to do it the correct way. Yeah. And so uh, – I have to step in and, and make sure I'm the one that starts these things because <laughs> I, I prefer to read through the directions first and foremost. Um, not that that helps me execute it greatly either way. Cause yeah. right now I've got a shelf hanging in my daughter's wall. That's probably at a, uh, I'd say at a 120 degree angle, <laughs> upper 90 degree angle. <laughs> 
David, do you get, is that for you to get away or do you, like, is that part of like, like your checklist? Yeah, I, I think uh, as I've gotten older and into, you know, my, uh, my, my thirties now into forties, man, I just, dude, I just like doing stuff around the house, mm, man. I don't mm. know. And I used to hate this shit. Like I yeah. used to not know how to do anything. I still don't know how to do anything, but I just. I can't stay, I don't like to sit still, man. And like right now, yeah. without work, like I literally have no work to do. Yeah. And I just can't sit still. So I'm just finding all kind of, man, I'm cleaning out the inside of all my cupboards. I'm, my house is scrubbed. <laughs> you just find dude, I was gonna, things, dude. Yeah. I was going to paint my front door today. Like, <laughs> is there any, life nuts. on these, <laughs> but I just like doing this stuff. Like, right. Are these for you two? Do do you find the protector instinct? Is there any of that during this craziness? Like I find some of that. Like the package, don't touch that fucking package. Dad's gonna wipe it down. Does any of that come <laughs> up, or do you know enough? Uh, right. That, that's my wife's role, right okay. there, man. She she's the protect in that protector role, and, and she's in the constant. Uh, like I said, spraying me down when I come in the door, spraying <laughs> my down, checking me on the, how much uh, I'm hand sanitizer washing, and and yeah. So she's she's taking on that role really really well, and so I'm just letting her have that one. And, and uh, again, I'm sticking to trying to be the fun parent at this point. David, do you guys just know so much because of Janelle's job that there's less stress, or do you have some of that? I think there's less stress about it. You know, yeah. the the big thing is, you know, we're just really practicing the social distance with friends in the neighborhood, like you know, because it, you know, our subdivision, every like all of my my girl's friends, they all go to school. They all like, I swear the whole school lives in our subdivision. Yeah. All their friends are right here, right down the street, you know, and they all still want to hang out and they were all still hanging out. And like, we were very like from the get, like, yep. nope, sorry. Same. Yeah. Stay back. Right. Mm. So that's the, I mean, that's the big thing with us, you know, outside of like touching things. And like, like, we, nah, not so much into that. Yeah. I don't feel like the, the how, at all. How uncomfortable I, I don't know. It made me extremely uncomfortable at times uh, over the course of these how many weeks when we go for a walk around the neighborhood or our neighbors would be outdoor. We don't have a fence right now in our house. Mm. Um, and so Ava would be out and their our neighbor's little daughter is about the same age, a little bit older, would be out and they're walking around and, and trying to just get out of the house. And then the two of them would obviously see each other and try and converge into, uh, you know, having a friendly one and a half year old, two year old conversation. <laughs> And uh, just the kind of that uncomfortable feeling of, hey, no, stop. Like, you don't touch it. Like, yeah. you don't want to scream. Hey, six God, feet. God, six feet. You know I mean? It's like, yeah. it's a weird, awkward thing. Right. And I wasn't real comfortable with that. And so I was really bad about that. And like I said, my wife, on the other hand, is, is uh, taking on that protector role really well. And she was not afraid to, to come falling out there. And, hey, well, stop. Stop right there. <laughs> Just, yeah, and, and just making sure that we kept the, the distance as best we can. But it, it's that part of I felt has been a really awkward situation. Uh, on the similar note, Kane, David, same as you, and the our like our oldest team friends are still playing football together in the street where he would usually be playing, and we're like, "Fuck no, this shit ain't happening." He's and they got all their excuses, and they'll drive by on their little bike crew of COVID vectors, <laughs> and they'll like taunt my kid who's in the yard with us. And I'm like, motherfucker, they say one more thing. I'm going to pop off like you little snot no shits. 
It, but it, I've had that for sure. And yeah, I definitely like, I'm sorry, man. But Kane, Xavier, our youngest, you know, he don't know six feet. So if he sees his, his little friend down the street on a scooter, he's going to try to go it's get all, over there. Yeah. yeah. He, and, but we're in a similar boat where we had to make a choice because Xavier, for the listeners out there, our youngest has autism. And he usually goes to school, second grade, and then goes to ABA therapy. Well, ABA therapy, like everything, shut down. But, and we've been trying telehealth, which is just an iPad in the house. And that ain't working. Like, we had 165 physical aggressions last week. That's a lot of your head on a swivel in your own house. Um, so they were like, listen, we either got to shut telehealth down or we got to let one of the therapists come to your house. So we had to have a whole family-like thought process on, man, what? where do we weigh this with, you know, the little guy needs his stuff. He needs his therapy sessions. We need to not live in a house with fucking dart guns flying off our heads every two minutes. Mm. But are we gonna let a vector in the front door? So that was a that's definitely one of those awkward. We we chose bringing the the therapist in. They're assigned to our family and our family only. We might assault her with Lysol wipes at the door. I don't know what we're gonna do when that happens, <laughs> but we definitely chose that. Um, David, how do you measure? Okay, well, we, Go ahead. I was gonna say well, we did our our, our next door neighbors. My, my girls are best friends with their daughter, and then my wife is, uh, like, really good friends with the mom. They run together and do everything. So that's our one family. Okay. Like, we let our daughter play with them because we're comfortable with them as well as far as they're, they're adhering to the social distancing yeah. as well. So that's our one family we'll interact with. Like, I, I swear, their, their daughter, you would think she was my stepdaughter. <laughs> over at our house. Yeah. Um, so that 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 has helped significantly with just kind of keeping the kids also entertained mm. um, and still allowing them to see a friend and play with them. And, and I think even with my wife, with just having you know that that interaction. No, with me, and I think I text you this, Kip. Like I'm all good, man. This is right up. This is this is right up my bag. This is my bag in terms of. With uh, with, introvert with, at home, with staying home, being <laughs> an introvert, and so I'm, I'm chilling, like, I'm good. How do you guys right now, and tell me how you're doing it now, and then is it different from before, before Corona? How do you measure a successful day? How do you win loss a day as a dad right now? Oof, oof that's a great one because I that's think about it one. more now, I don't know if I have the right formula. But I definitely think about it more than my usual day-to-day when you're just trying to survive a day going from mm-hmm. A to B to C in your regular life. But now you're just sitting around like, hmm, it's about 9 o'clock. We're watching our fifth Office episode. I wonder if this was the best use of their time. Anyway, go ahead. I don't know. I think I – well, one of the things I try to do every night is I ask my, my daughter, did they have a good day? Yeah. I mean, what they're – you know, if it was a great day and they, and they had a great day, then – Cool. Yeah. Is a w, right. Yeah. Right. Right. I like and, that. And that's kind of an L. It, you know, so I, it, it's really kind of dependent upon their day because most of the time, if it was a good day, hopefully I added to it some way. Mm-hmm. In it. Especially nowadays, right? With coming because they're, they're around me. Yeah. The entire day, right? Yep. You know, so we're either doing something fun like yesterday, right? We, we took a hike all the way. To our town center, right, and you know, I got them a, a smoothie, right, where they had to stay outside, and I had to don the mask yeah. to go in, and I was fighting the zombies. And <laughs> it was, 
but that was fun for them. Yeah. Like we looked forward to just doing that, right? And it was like a trek. It took us forever to get there. Yeah. Um, but it was a good day, right? That was a W, right? That's mm-hmm. one. Um, so I look at it in terms of that. Gosh, Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, obviously I'm in a, a little bit different situation and scenario just based off age group wise and, and what all we can do with, with our kids at this point. Um, I, for me, it's, it's a combination of uh, find, finding balance mm-hmm. with what my, my job and, and what I'm uh, that responsibility that I need to get done over the course of, of that 24 hour day, uh, whatever that my job calls for me to have to get done. Um, uh, because I mean, you look at it as from a coaching perspective, uh, I still have a lot that I need to do in, in order for my players out there. So I've got to connect with them throughout the day and I've got to f- have things ready for them throughout the day that they're, uh, keep them, mi- their minds occupied and busy. And, and then on um, the crew, crew recruiting uh, trail and, and things of that nature, there's always something that needs to be done within this, this coaching world still. And so trying to find a balance between getting everything that I feel like I need to get done uh, from a professional standpoint, and then still being able to um, intercede or interact with my my wife and my kids mm-hmm. over the course of that same day. And I think finding that balance of being able to escape to my job and not necessarily escape, but be able to get somewhere to be able to do my job without Ava wanting to just sit on my lap and, and be around me the whole time. Um, and then not also and having that constant pull of hearing Kyson crying yeah. and Harry trying to uh, get him under control and, and get him not crying. And then you hear Ava running up and down and going crazy. So you, it's like, how do I, how am I able to balance the two worlds? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, uh, when you finally put your head on the pillow, uh, you kind of reflect on it a little bit. Right. And you're like, damn, man, did I, did I was able to get everything done that I felt like I need to get done today. Um, and then at the same time was able to help my wife yeah. who's trying to, to balance the two children and still get ap- ample time with my daughter because this is a, a special time in her life where we're not going to get this time back uh, once it, you know she's grown up. And, and so there's just trying to find that balance and figure out that balance. And, and I'll be honest, I don't have a real good way of really evaluating that and coming up at the end of the day, like, man, that was, that was a great day. Right. Uh, there's some things that, like where if, if we get Ava down at a decent time, it, like we try and get her down between eight and eight thirty, And if she goes in that room, we read a book and two books and she's calm and settled and I get her in the crib and she doesn't cry at all. But, but when I shut that door behind me, yeah. that is always, yes, <laughs> that always feels like, damn, we must've did something good throughout <laughs> this day that we got her down in, in the appropriate amount of time. And she didn't holler and scream for the next 20 minutes before she cried herself to sleep. I think uh, part of it is if my wife doesn't cry herself to sleep or I don't cry myself to sleep, (laughs) it's probably a good day. (laughs) Right. David, I think I'm a little bit Kane similar, both you guys combining it. I try to figure out, is it a good day if I had zero downtime that I, you know, should I have filled it up with every, so I I didn't waste a minute or is it a good day if I like just sat down and played nerf, nerf, nerf forts and I didn't do anything for my, I don't know. I know. I struggle. I go back and forth. Like, no, I got to fill. I can't sit here. I'm going to lose my shit if I sit here. Mm-hmm. Or you, you're wasting time. Your kid's 12. Your daughter's 11. They still like you. You know, in two or three years, they're not going to. I mean, there's days now they don't. So, I, yeah, I, I really struggle with it. On that, and David, I think you brought it up during the, when you were talking about the, the business loans and finding info. Where do, where do you guys go or do you know of places? Where do we go for dad professional development? 
But all of us do it for our, like Kane, you and I on coaching, fuck, that's all we talk about. Like, how do we get better? How do we get better? How do we get better? David, I'm sure in this, in your industry too, how do we get better? What's the newest innovation? I'm not sure I do any of that as a dad, you know? Like I see something cool maybe on Twitter and I like it. I don't know. Where, where do you go? Like, I don't even talk to our dad, Kane, about, hey, how'd you dad us up when we were 12? <laughs> You know, what was something? I don't know. Uh, you know, yeah, I just had I don't know. I, I think that is kind of inherent based upon just your experiences of growing up, right? And mm-hmm. kind of how that went with your relationship with, with, with your father, right? Yeah. You know, obviously, you take some of the good, you take some of the bad, um, you know, and, and you look at some of the things maybe that you wish you would have had and how can I implement that with, yeah. with my kids during this time frame, but you know, more and more, you know, I can always see myself doing things that, uh, as a father, that my dad did with, with me, whether good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. God damn it. Like, you're <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, and, uh, but yeah, I, I guess I don't, I don't know where you get it. You know, I think also, too, you know, I look at some of, uh, like, my friends, whether it's you guys or, or whoever, and how mm-hmm. their relationship is with their kids. And, you know, and you always kind of look at that from afar as, as well. And maybe you don't have the discussion about what you're doing, but you just kind of, you know, you, you, you kind of would learn from just observing, right? Yeah. Um, so that's how I do it. And I, I think it, that's where I don't know if, if we're, as men, for the most part, vulnerable enough to right. ask and that's seek it. that yep. information. Yep. That's, that's, that's where my follow-up. Yeah. That's, that's it right there, man. I was just That that was what I was going to uh, bring up, is, uh, as you said it, is uh, there's a lot of pridefulness in in all of us as as fathers and as men that we feel like, I got it figured out. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to ask for help. Why would I need to ask for help? I, I got this thing yeah, down. my kids are still breathing. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. I'm, I'm good, man. I mean, yeah. shoot. No, it's uh, and I think things like this that we're doing right now, I think are are very important. Mm-hmm. I know for me because you two are have gone through a lot of these stages and have now older kids. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, try and learn from uh, what I've observed, like you said, David, and or just being able to every once in a while, like, man, hey, did you guys ever deal with this, and how did you go about that? Uh, uh, being able to just do that is, is going to be helpful for anybody that's, that's getting into this thing. And, and like I've told my players when, when they ask me about it, there's nothing really that, that prepares you for fatherhood and there's nothing, there's no right or wrong way to go about it. You've got to figure out what, how you, how it fits you and in your wife and how you guys, I think that's the, probably the biggest thing is you and your wife figuring out from the jump, how do we want to raise our kids and how's mm-hmm. that going to look like? Uh, and along the way, just trying to make adjustments as best you can, man. It's, 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 this is by far to me, it's the hardest thing that I've ever done. Is it constantly uh, third down? I feel like it's constantly constantly. the end of the shot clock. There's no doubt. Not only is it third down, it's like third and three. It's third and and three. And and they, they, so I I don't know what I'm doing. They got got all sorts of options. And there's there's no personnel changes. There's no subs. It's just you and your wife. Yep. Uh, I, I, on that note, like I was on a national call yesterday or I had called him in, um, and the, a guy shared in there a blueprint. 
this is going to sound insane to people just tuning in for the first time, but it's something in the the team the teams of men challenge work we do. He's like, here's a blueprint to talk to your son or your daughter about porn. And I was like, motherfucker, send it to me. You were at 12. <laughs> he's got his own phone. I need to have this conversation. And it literally is a drop down. How old's your son? What do you think his experience is? And then they give you some talking points. And I was like, man, they gave it to me for free. Dude, I would have paid for that, man. I would have given you physical money for this guideline. And I was like, this doesn't exist. Like, nobody talks about – I mean, they talk about it. And, like, I think you guys are both onto it. We don't share. Like, we talk about it maybe as a joke. Like, my, my yeah, son yeah, brought yeah. up boobs the other day. Ha-ha, good for him. Red-blooded American man. He likes boobs. But, like, how did you handle that? How did you talk about yeah. it? We usually don't dive into that. Or on yep. the flip side, David, or oh, Kane, you too. Like, we got daughters. This is a weird deal. You know, we know this is – where do we fit oh, in that? My daughter called called herself this year trying to have a little boyfriend. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, no. I was reading, like, text messages. Oh. Like, yeah. Now we said you can you can have little friends that are boys, but nah, you ain't having no. Like, you <laughs> that shit down. Like, <laughs> do like, you guys when do the switch? Yeah. When do the parenting? You know the the team meetings happen for the staff meetings happen with you, David, your wife. I mean, they're they're at their schedule too, right? When, when do you guys have them? Like Kelly and I used to schedule Sunday night connect meetings. Like it still pops up. We don't do them. I'm just saying we put it in our calendar. Three years ago that we were going to meet on Sundays at 9 p.m., that Deep message still pops up and we don't do that shit. We, it <laughs> pops up and we delete the meeting. But when does it happen? Like, Kane, like you said, in bed when you're like, Jesus, we lost today, yeah. huh? It usually ends up happening after we have some sort of absolute fallout of some sort. <laughs> some kind of just the worst fucking day yeah. uh, possible and, and the kids are, have gone crazy all day long and, and the two of us have just been at each other's throats all day because with just the stress level is at an all-time high. Uh, when we finally get it all settled, that's when we finally, when the smoke clears, we're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> let's debrief a little bit and figure out going forward how can we not have another one of those days? How can we remain at least the two of us on the same page all the time. Cause we damn sure ain't got Ava on the same page. <laughs> um, and so I think that it happens naturally more than us trying to schedule out something like, Hey, we, let's sit down right. and talk about this on any given, uh, whatever week or whatever day with more just kind of fluid, uh, as far as how those meetings come about, forced yeah. to come about David. Yeah. Our, our communication on stuff like it's, it, almost not <laughs> like I don't know I, like it's it, it's almost just it's passing in in the night right like, like tag uh, it, it gets it gets so hard but half the time you know I don't know like I think probably with me and Janelle are at the point like with probably you and Kelly we've been together so long and forever like I mean, and we're both just so super chill and relaxed on almost everything it's just like I eh. You know, it, 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 you know, everything works into a file. Yeah, I don't know. Like nothing is ever really a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even even with that thing, like we both kind of found out about it. My wife told me, and it wasn't like my daughter was trying to hide it or anything. She just didn't know that it wasn't okay, and it wasn't like she was doing anything wrong. Right. So like you're just you're not old enough to have that title yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Did you, you know, do that at dinner? Did you have that conversation at dinner? Or did you like go into a, you know what I mean? Like a big, like this is, I'm going to set the scene. So it, like everything for us, it kind of happens organically. It's never, a, we never try to make anything a big deal. And it's like, I just had a one-off conversation with my daughter. Like just like, Hey, I was like, just let her know the deal. Like, Hey, I'm good with you having friends that are boys and, you know, I knew the kid, and I'm like, that's cool. Like, but you're just not old enough yet to have a boyfriend. And I was like, nothing really has to change with what you guys are doing because they weren't, yeah, doing anything, right? Yeah, this and that. But we just didn't want to have the title. Literally, it's so little that know my wife had already had a talk uh, with her. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we, we just don't communicate <laughs> like that. It's it just because it's, we never try to make anything, but they're like, my daughter was kind of like, okay, cool. Like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah. we just, you know, and that's just one example. Of right, stuff, right. But that was probably a situation where it even got to that point. Most of the time we just, you know, and I, I gotta say, we've been really, really lucky. Like our girls are super efficient. They're super great kids. Like they don't ever get in trouble. They're yeah. scared to get in trouble. Like, so we've been really lucky in that standpoint. But I think part of it is just from our parents. We're so, Relaxed with everything, like and cool with everything. That they just they just take care of their own shit. Like, <laughs> never any, never nothing's ever a big deal. Like when you say it's really, I and I kid you not. Like I like it hasn't been tough. And I knock on wood. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do that, please. Has been very. I don't want to say easy, but it's been very. It, it hasn't been difficult thus far. Do you think, think their gymnastics routine kids. helps them with that? Gymnastics is pretty self-driven. Like you got to want to do that shit, right? Super self-driven. Man, yeah. With the amount of time, you know, they're there twenty hours a week. Like, yeah. You know, they've been doing it since they were three. But I think also part of it is, you know, I think my my wife is just. I, th- I think both of us are really self-driven, self-motivated individuals. I mean, we we're both about our shit. Like we're both like mm-hmm. tunnel vision. We have very, very similar personalities in, in terms of that. Uh, and I don't know, like, we just, you've kind of been there. You see, like, mm-hmm. just go do what you do. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no, like, right. it is so relaxed. Maybe you're the one that should be given the lessons. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say. Why don't you, there's your next small business. Just, <laughs> We'll get you on here and, and yeah. have you talk about how to make that work yeah. for everybody, man. Because I'll be honest, that um, yeah, that that's what I would like as, as we progress forward through this thing. Is that yeah. my wife and I are sitting here when when our when Ava's at eleven, and I've, I've already joked with my wife. I said, hey, we got when as soon as Ava hits five, we're done. Like, <laughs> I want to get her self sufficient. She's, she's self sufficient. Good to go. <laughs> She can help raise raise Kyson, and we're our we're, our jobs are, are we're hands off from that point on. Obviously, uh, being very um, sarcastic in that, but at the same time, uh, we're at, we're we're slowly creeping into that age two and age three, and it's starting to get hard mm-hmm. as far as the attitudes, the um, the pouting, the whining, the complaining, the uh, not necessarily complaining as much as just the whining and uh, just little things that start to creep in. And so we're we're obviously up for anything as far as advice on how can we make sure that 
as she progresses and gets older, that this type of two-year-old type behavior doesn't just continue mm-hmm. and doesn't just keep getting to the level where now I've got a, a 10 or 12-year-old daughter that is no one around us wants to hang out with us because our 12-year-old daughter is just, just this terror or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I think there's uh, there's just aspects of this thing as you're going through it where you're just you're not quite sure if you're doing it right. Yeah. You know? And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, so we got uh, uh, these friends, a, a couple that me and my wife are friends with, and they've got, I think, uh, how old they're a little boy, maybe five or six. And, you know, they always come over and have dinner or whatever. And, you know, they're always just amazed at, you know, they say that, you know, we keep it real with our kids, right? Uh-huh. And, and they're always like, and I think that's part of it. Like, and what they mean by that is, you know, so like, our girls are like always trying to do dances, put on shows. Like they make these big productions and all this shit. And you know, if it's whack, we tell them it's whack. Like that just ain't it. Like you know, and, I, and, and they're, at first when they first started to come over, and they would see this stuff, right? Because our kids always want to put on a performance. You know? And I remember the the girl that came over, and she. And, me and my wife were both like, oh, that was bonk, right? When our daughter said something. It was, and she was like, and she's like, you know, because most parents are going to be like, yeah, every time please, your kid do anything, it's an art project that was great. But I think part of that, too, plays into whatever we do with our kids. Like, you know, if, if they do something that's messed up, like, I'll tell Kira, like, if she's messing with me, and tell something to her, like, yeah, you can't be doing shit like that. Like, that's, Mm-hmm. Or you know, I, I think it's it keeping. Well, like I try to talk to my kids almost like they're adults because I kid you not, I, I think you know the kids are smarter than the majority of the, the general population out there, right? With mm-hmm. most adults, like you go back to the people you were dealing with at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Starbucks exactly. if I, I mean, right? Your kids probably have a lot more common sense than those individuals right. that were at Starbucks, right? So sometimes I think as parents, we don't we don't treat our kids like like they're ass smart when they're probably just yeah. that smart they just don't have a, the experience right yeah yeah so we we i mean we keep it 100 with our kids like tell mm. them everything like no nah, that's it like they were doing the math like nope your legs weren't straight that that, that, that ain't gonna work right you, they, every yeah, yeah. time like it doesn't matter so i, I think that plays into it and helps out as well yeah i think i've tried to figure it out like during that. this on in a similar vein david like what am i gonna like so like our kids like right now we're like man this be you guys could have so much time right now to work on your game you know in hoops like uh, you could be working but they're not so should i be i've been trying to find the balance between are you lazy well you're just fucking lazy you can come out of this and they can kick your ass but on the flip side like my oldest has become a really good big brother like something snapped something clicked and he's like the leader of shit which he never was he's like gives a damn about the well-being of the other two you know what i mean like and that wasn't a thing before corona that wasn't he wasn't like no i'll take care of Xavi. i got him and i yeah. that's never so i've been trying to like find the balance between praising that which is good it's awesome and yeah but you could mix in some shots or maybe just go for a fucking run you know <laughs> like where is so that part's been for us that i just tell my like, i tell my girls all the time right because they both keep saying they want to be called gymnasts yeah, I was like, "You ain't gonna be a college gymnast and then watch them full house." Like, and that's all. <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> 
Yes. Yes. Like, uh, like if you want to, like, what do you want to do here? You know, I, I try not to be that overbearing dad. Uh-huh. Like, my love's can be... Janelle's probably pushes on more than I do mm. like, on that front. Like, yeah. you know, you got to get your workout in and da 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 You know, I'll say something, and if they don't want to do it, I'll just be like, cool, then you don't want it. Right. You just don't want it. Honestly. Mm. And I'll try to draw back on my friends and tell them, like, hey, this is what I was doing. Mm. But, hey, you're different. You you do you. Right. You know, what do I know? I got a full-ride scholarship. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> 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 you know, I think again, it's, it's speaking yeah. to him like, like yeah. you would. Like that's how I would speak to one of my employees about mm-hmm. anything. You know, yeah. I hit them with some logic, and you know, and I think uh, because they're they're smart enough to decipher what I'm talking about there. If they decide to do it, great. And if they decide, don't. Okay, that's not you. All right, you mm-hmm. lost the day then. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't get better today. You just right, did exactly. not get better today. Yeah. Oh, X, and I love this topic. We should bring this up more. But uh, I appreciate you guys. We're running up on my timeline here because Kelly has her own Zooms to get to. Um, but everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. Fantastic job. Cross the Streams podcast. Content reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests. <laughs>